Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey, hey, Unstuckers. Welcome to the Unstuck Institute. This week, we have Erin McCoy on the show. She is a marketing coach for heart-centered female entrepreneurs, and she helps women get results in their business faster so that they can live more abundant and prosperous lives. She was fan-fucking-tastic. So I asked. She agreed to speak on LinkedIn because I feel like that is a foreign social media topic for me. I mean, I have one, but I don't really use it. Josh's friend may or may not have one, and I'm not really sure how well he utilizes it. So I think this was so much fantastic knowledge that we can implement as solo slash entrepreneurs. Absolutely. You know, if you're a man out there and you just heard she helps female entrepreneurs and you tuned out, uh, come back, come back. Her advice is helpful for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, did, I know sometimes people listen to podcasts and are looking for any any excuse to tune out. Um, this is just great marketing advice if you need to um, market yourself, which... Uh, you do. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't need to market yourself, I'm not sure why you're listening to this podcast, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so though I am not female and I did not connect with her on that level, I did connect with her on a theater past um, and she's just a, a fun ball of energy and a, and a wealth of knowledge. So uh, I w- that was a super fun interview. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Without further ado, Aaron McCoy. Welcome, Aaron McCoy. We are stoked to have you here. I am stoked to be here and really appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you both. Thank you. For sure. Well, tell the good people a little bit more about yourself. Oh, I'd be delighted to. My name is Erin McCoy. I am a uh, marketing coach, an intuitive and integrative marketing coach for female heart-centered entrepreneurs. I work with women who hustle with heart, soul, and sweat equity. And I'm based out of Seattle, Washington. And I've been doing marketing coaching now for almost eight years. And it has been a, a real calling for me to help women get their message up and out into the world. That is fantastic. We can dive a little bit deeper into what that looks like in just a second, but this is the time where we really learn more about you. Josh is going to ask you three riveting questions. Are you ready? I am so ready. Beyond. Let's do it. Three questions. Question number one, what is your bucket list travel destination? Ooh, well, right now in this present moment, Canada is my bucket list destination because I am a Canadian who lives in America and I miss my family. I have not seen them in two years. I have a brand new nephew whose cheeks I want to chew on in Toronto (laughs) and I need to get across the border soon because I am just aching for some good Canadian culture. So you're gonna that's, say my, that's my mo- in this moment, but yeah, I need some poutine. Let me tell you, let me tell you for sure. There's lots that's, of good things in Canada. I'm missing. That's fair. 
Awesome. All right. Question number two. If you could choose, what would be your last meal? Well, in the theme of Canadian culture, and poutine is not necessarily on the list, but one of the first things I'm going to do when I get across the border to Vancouver, which is my hometown, is I am going to this vegetarian restaurant that I loved during college that has been around for like 40 something years. It's called the NAM, N-A-A-M, for those of you who want to check it out. And they just, I would get them to cater my last meal. They have this miso gravy that I have tried to replicate here in Seattle and I've almost got it, but I would like to have their miso gravy on some roasted potatoes and they have this like secret tofu sauce. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm craving some, some good vegetarian food from that, that heart centered place I call home. So that's the NOM restaurant. Yeah. Vancouver is the one place in Canada I've been to, but I don't think I made it to the non. Ah, Vancouver is a great town. Next time. All right. Question three. What is your favorite hobby that doesn't make you money? Cooking. I love to cook. And I have been making tremendous, taking tremendous moments in this pandemic to create amazing culinary creations for my people. So um, I'm known as the person you go to if you want a good meal in my circle. And that is what brings me huge joy is cooking for people and sharing, sharing a meal. Oh, you are in the right place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Food, food is life. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, now that we know absolutely everything there is to know about you based on our super precise three questions, uh, let's learn more about you and your business, what got you started in marketing? Oh, marketing is in my blood. I've been doing something in marketing since high school, I would say. I've always been um, somebody who's been a, a promoter in public relations. I am a word nerd, so I love to write, and I'm always doing something to get the word out about something. So I got my start in marketing, actually, in arts administration. Um, I was an actor throughout my teen years into my 20s, and um, I had my own theater company. So my job was to market all the shows, right? Uh, I also know a bit about that. Okay, so you're so you're a chef. You connect with Chell. You ran your yeah. own theater company. You connect yeah. with me. Okay, all right, all right, good. Let's get into it, you guys. Let's get into it. So, yeah, you know, like anybody who's done any theater, you kind of do everything typically. And when I went to theater school, I was in the marketing department and that was my work study position in college was to help promote the shows and to connect with the press and bring people to the show and stuff like that. And that's really how I got my start. And from there, I was just so naturally, I don't know, comfortable in that world that I decided after I finished college to have my own theater company and um, I did voiceover work in Vancouver and um, I was constantly sort of switching hats between performer and promoter and um, got, you know, jumped into a a real Joe job. My very first marketing job was actually in uh, software development, super yawner for me, but (laughs) also great like to see like how sales and marketing work together and um, that was in Vancouver. And then when I came down to Seattle after 9-11, I, my very first attempts at getting a job were all in the marketing sphere. And that's where I landed. I, I landed in a marketing job at the University of Washington. 
and um, which was a lot of fun because so many people doing cool things in education. And again, I returned to the theater department <laughs> to help them promote their shows in some way, um, but from a different role. And yeah. um, I did marketing for the University of Washington for a long time. But, you know, to, to fast forward a little bit to the now, I went from UW and then I went into nonprofit and I did nonprofit communications and marketing for a few years. And then the, the big day in, in 2013 was my boss in my nonprofit job said, well, you're great, but we're letting you go. And that was the greatest gift I've ever gotten because I really didn't like the work, although I appreciated the mm. mission of the nonprofit, but mm. I was bored because as, as an artist, an act, former actor and a visual artist, now I was like, great, what am I going to do next? And that's when I essentially launched my business was I got let go from this job I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And I, and I came home that night and after a couple of glasses of wine, I was like, I'm going to go on LinkedIn. How do you use this thing? You know? <laughs> and I went on and I just, I, I put a little call out to my LinkedIn network and I got three clients out of it. And that's how my business started. So, that's so here we are. That's what like, aha me to have you on the show. So for mm -hmm. you hardcore unstuckers, I spoke to Aaron on Unstuck Unplugged on Instagram a couple of weeks slash months ago at this point. Oh yeah. And yeah, time is weird. Uh -huh. Yeah. Is and weird. she mentioned LinkedIn and I was like, I don't use LinkedIn as an entrepreneur. Like I have one, mm -hmm. but like that to mm -hmm. me is like mind blowing. So mm -hmm. if you could elaborate a little bit more on that, for our sure. listeners, that would be amazing. Okay. First of all, um, before we move on to LinkedIn, which will be uh, amazing, <laughs> I do want to I do want to point out that you are a golden example of uh, someone who continues to um, pick up skills and keep stacking them. Um, mm -hmm. And I also want to point out that my story very quickly uh is very similar to yours in that you were an actor marketer i was an actor designer ah, for many yes. years yeah. and now i run my own it company you went to a software development company for yeah. a second. i was just like sitting here going wow that's so similar yeah. oh my god we maybe in a in another dimension we're like power twins you know what i mean i think we are and now you got your like <laughs> coaching business this uh -huh. podcast kind of a coaching thing like look at us go i know seriously <laughs> we need to do some more mind melding over a bunch of topics but I'm, I'm happy happy to jump in on the linkedin bandwagon and, and yeah you know, the, the first thing i will say is i feel that linkedin is the most underused social platform that actually provides a lot of opportunity to, to entrepreneurs in particular and i think that you know there's so many options now with you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, WhatsApp, all these different ways that you can communicate, um, Pinterest, all those things. And I think people are overwhelmed and LinkedIn gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. And it is the place where entrepreneurs and job seekers need to be hanging out, right? That's, that's it. And so when I came home and yes, a couple glasses of wine in, I was like, okay, I got to go to LinkedIn. I wasn't super enthused and I didn't feel like I was going to get anywhere with it, but I thought, mm -hmm. why not? Right. The, the tips I have for LinkedIn are, you know, I'm thinking of a few things that can help an entrepreneur use it to their advantage. And one is building out your profile is number one. So making sure that you fill out all those sections and spend the time to really create 
a memorable introduction to who you are um, on the LinkedIn platform. And, you know, you can do sort of the boilerplate, you know, Aaron works as a marketing coach with entrepreneurs, blah, blah, blah. But what you really should focus on is what can you, how can you spice it up? How can you make it so that people remember you? So especially now in this wacky time where, as I mentioned, time is kind of this weird thing where we aren't sure what day it is anymore. Uh, you need to stand out. You need to stand out. And um, that fateful night in 2013, I essentially went on LinkedIn and I made sure my profile was robust enough and exciting enough and interesting enough that people might actually take notice of me. And um, so that was number one. So that that profile piece is really important. And then secondly, is to do, you know, your due diligence around engagement. So getting, finding people, you know, and um, connecting with them and not just connecting, but writing a little note and seeing if you can further that connection. That helps a lot. And in the years um, since that fateful night in 2013, um, <laughs> I have done a lot of connecting with people on LinkedIn and use the tactic tactic of, hey, I see that we both know, you know, Joe Smith, you know, that kind of builds the credibility that I might not be some insane, you know, social media, you know, you know, predator. Mm -hmm. um, let's, do you want to have a virtual coffee or do you want to chat or, you know, what's going on? And so I've actually built my network just on that question. Like, Hey, you know, so-and-so, do you want to, do you want to chat? You know, and it just kind of like opens the door. So mm -hmm. that kind of engagement has helped on LinkedIn. Um, I also, I know that spending time posting is a big deal. So, you know, for my clients who are using LinkedIn and for anybody who's on social media, my whole thing is how can you do this consistently posting that is and engaging in a way that you don't burn out because burnout is real and paralysis and, you know, like you guys, you're unstuck, right? How do you get unstuck? Because we're just sort of, we're kind of like in this rut a lot with social media. And um, so creating a consistent posting schedule of really good content is is important. And, um, and then at interacting with other people's accounts, that has been a big deal for me too, is going in, you know, once a day and, and just like liking things or commenting on things that helps the, the platform understand that you're actually like a real human mm -hmm. wanting to connect, you know? So those are a few things that have been important for me. And like I said, on that, the night that I put those, that post up, does anybody need marketing help? I got three clients, my first three clients, my first three people going, oh my God, you're freelancing. We, we want to work with you. Whatever you're doing, we want in. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> I just got laid off and, um, but okay, let's do this. And that's how I started my business and essentially have, I, I think it's because during my years as a nine to fiver, I used LinkedIn to connect with the people I knew in my, in my workplace, you know, University of Washington and the nonprofit world. And so that was great. You know, people were paying attention to me saying, you know, what's up? Does anybody need anything? You know? Um, so that was just awesome. And I had no intention of becoming an entrepreneur at all. So I went with it. And yet here you are. Here I am. <laughs> it's 2021 now. <laughs> And I've been coaching now for, you know, eight years. 
So I feel feel like things have, have grown a lot. And I really do think that moment where I was like, hey, LinkedIn, uh, okay, I'm going to do something. So let's just say um, I have a friend and, and he's uh, never, or he's been on LinkedIn. It's been years uh, since he opened LinkedIn. And everything about his LinkedIn uh, talks about his former career as a theater designer. Again, mm-hmm. this is a friend. Mm-hmm. A friend, um, yeah. Uh, You're very helpful to your friend. Yeah, for for his for his sake, how could he start using LinkedIn? How much cleanup has to happen? Because I am I imagine like skill stacking when you when you're advertising to people on social networks is not a good thing because it looks like too too much. So you want to like probably clean that up. How do you mm. start reengaging with LinkedIn if you've either never been on or or like my friend um, has not been on in a while and has a former a former life to kind of get around oh, first life yeah <laughs> well who you are and who you've been matter even on linkedin which you know like when i'm on instagram i'm always saying to people be who you are no matter who you are so bring all the stuff you were and the stuff you are and the stuff you want to be kind of thing to the table linkedin is very similar and i think it's important to show the breadth and depth of your journey as a entrepreneur so for your friend Um, I would recommend looking at it from the perspective of, again, filling out that profile to be inclusive of the variety of um, maybe industries or jobs or or skills. And yeah, I mean, skill stacking isn't super exciting, but what is exciting is how you've used those skills to get where you are now. And even though um, your friend who has gone from a very creative space into a software space, a lot of the same, you know, ways that you approach your work come from that creative place. So I think creating some integrative um, language, some good a paragraph or two, maybe, maybe it's just one, depending on how much space you want to use, but, um, you know, creative thinker, you know, in the software space, creating innovations, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you've got to, you've got to use what you've, what you've done in the past to inform the now. So that's, that's one thing. Um, Another part of this that I think is important with LinkedIn are testimonials, recommendations, endorsements, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So in in your friend's creative life, there are people who absolutely loved working with this person, right? There's like you've got some fans, you've got some, some colleagues, get them to talk about you in a way that showcases the how of how you worked, not Mm -hmm. necessarily like, Hey, you designed an amazing set or, Hey, you know, you're an incredible, um, lighting designer or something like that. But it's more like your friend brought so much creativity and knowledge and wisdom, you know, like there's, it's all about reframing and that's what marketing is too. Right. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that marketing isn't the repositioning of the truth all the time because it is, it's like a different perspective, right? So right. LinkedIn, LinkedIn works. I think when you have that approach to bringing forth your, um, your past and, and applying it to your present. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And also a good headshot can't kill you. <laughs> I'll, I'll let my friend know uh, yeah. to listen to this episode. I'm sure he'll enjoy well, it. Well, and if your friend needs more help, <laughs> let me know. Cause excellent, excellent. I can certainly <laughs> talk about this for much longer. <laughs> Josh, I mean, for your friend, I'm using air quotes, by the way, on Stucker's friend. 
you are the approachable IT guy. Like that's that's what mm. your past and like your theater my, my back, friend is your friends yeah. past <laughs> has has brought to the table. Like the approachable uh-huh. IT guy who isn't gonna like bore you to death with oh, you're RAM. You need more RAM. You need an SSD. You're going to be like, okay, cool. Like I, I can fix your computer and I can be funny while that happens, you know, or uh, do you own that URL? Does your friend own that URL? The approachable it guy.com. That sounds need pretty to. good to me. I need to before this episode comes out. Yep. Go, right, right <laughs> I mean, away. My friend. Your my friend. friend yes. <laughs> and actually, Chell, that's a really good point is, you know, IT is very much stereotypically no, stereotypically known as like a, a foreign language, right? Mm-hmm. And any human sort of approachability and warmth or even humor you can bring to it, I think helps you, you know, set yourself apart. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had mentioned on LinkedIn and not, not just specifically for my friend, but for everyone out there, um, you had mentioned ha- posting amazing content is key. Is there a type of content um, that you think works better on LinkedIn as opposed to other social media platforms or a type of posting schedule or, or any other tips you've got about that content? I think it's important to, I would say, like come up with or compile what I call are your core themes. And from the LinkedIn lens, that is your the, the most expertise you have. So if your say your friend who's the IT professional is, has, I would imagine core themes might be like great customer service um, or like treating the customer well. It might be like knowledge of product might be another one. Um, another one might be, you know, solution finder, that kind of thing. So those are three core themes. So you would post on all each of those themes in a, on a regular basis. Positioning yourself as an expert is always important. It's that's the key mm. to it. Um, and speaking in layman's terms also very important. Even on a professional platform like LinkedIn, um, it's way more relatable. Um, I would also include the curation of other people's content in your posting schedule. So for every three times you talk about what you're good at, you're showcasing somebody else's content or an article and commenting on that as the IT professional that your friend is kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, geez, I hope this isn't a confusing line of, uh, <laughs> line of I did. I didn't mean for this joke to play out quite this long, um, but, yeah, but, but we're rolling it. with it we're now. We're in yeah. it. We're in it now. Okay. So anyway, for the, every three times that you're talking about, you know, the expertise that you have or the, um, elements that set you apart as a professional, you should also be highlighting and showcasing the content of others that you appreciate or, or are learning from. Mm. So that's important Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and in terms of, you know, tips for a consistent schedule, overwhelm and burnout are real and finding something that you can commit to is the key. So, you know, once or twice a week might be all you can do, but do it once or twice a week, every week, you know, Um, to stay in the front of mind of your people, certainly and the people you want to connect with. But also I imagine that the evil algorithm that is um, on the social platform is watching for how much engagement you're doing and keep, that helps you stay front of mind. So a consistent posting schedule helps your, your, you know, juju 
of showing up more often in people's feeds. Yeah. Um, no matter which platform you're on, honestly. Sure. Sure. And so we're, we're, got, we're like over time already, but you're just such a wealth of knowledge. I got one more question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Lay it on me. <laughs> um, so do you find in your use of LinkedIn, like, I think it makes sense that there's a lot of business professionals on there. So, so someone starting like a marketing freelance agency makes a lot of sense. Do you find there's a certain type of business that, that definitely works? Like, is it people who are doing business to business operations or, um, you know, have, have you noticed anything that does or does not work well with the LinkedIn crowd? Well, from my perspective, I think B2B and B2C work well. Um, I have gotten a few customers off of LinkedIn. I, I don't spend as much time on LinkedIn myself right now in my marketing strategy. It's, it's not as important as others. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have gotten some clients off it in the past, but for me as a service provider, I'm always looking for partners like referral partners, Mm -hmm. uh, people who I can support and bring business to for sure. That's important to me. And certainly, you know, the reciprocation of that is great. But for me, it's about building relationships. It always has been. That has been the foundation of my business. And that's what I use LinkedIn for is to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the B2B space for, for a lot of people is great. And the B2C is also great. So that's my lens. Some other people yeah. might not say anything. But when I, when I look at my feed, there are a lot of service providers on there. Who are, who are looking for referral connections um, and relationship building, which I find very promising given it's the most professional focused platform of all of them. You know, LinkedIn is not TikTok, you know, <laughs> it, not yet at least, who knows? <laughs> so very different places to hang out and try to find your people. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And anyone who would disagree is not on this podcast, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. screw them. <laughs> you tell them, Josh. You tell them. All right, Aaron. Where can the good unstuckers find you on both LinkedIn, Instagram, and any of your other social platforms? All the things. Um, on LinkedIn, I'm Aaron McCoy, M-A-C-C-O-Y. On Instagram, I'm Aaron McCoy, M-A-C-C-O-Y. And I'm on Facebook as Aaron McCoy Coaching. And um, then my email, of course, through my website is Aaron at AaronMcCoyCoaching.com. And I would be more than delighted to connect with any of the unstuckers if they're interested in um taking me up on an offer to do what I call a business activator session. It's a complimentary 30 minute assessment and activator where we sit down and I give, I give the, the attendee uh, a few things to do right away to get that business up and going. So I would be very happy to chat with any of your people. It'd be a delight. That's super generous guys. Take her up on that. That would be amazing for sure. Yeah, (laughs) let's do it. I'll have my friend reach out. Yes, definitely your friend. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh my god! You got to milk it right to the end, shall? All the way. Works. Now I hope in this. I hope in this podcast there's like a drum, you know, ba dum bum somewhere oh, in it. I'll edit you know, that, add that. Don't in. you worry. All right. And the banjo. <laughs> are awesome thank you for having me it's so nice to hang out and and discuss this with you and i hope it provides value to your 
to your listeners. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks, Aaron. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, guys. Burnout, frustration, no time, exhaustion. If this sounds like you and your chicken comes out dry, your rice doesn't come out fluffy, and you have no time to prep veggies, check out my Killing It in the Kitchen course. This is going to take you to the next level so that you can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes. It'll be quick and super flavorful. Follow the link in the show notes to join the waitlist. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to keep yourself on track and be more productive in your life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute/lifebook. Remember, it's free. It's time for a recap. 1. Build out your profile, inject personality and interact with others. Two, identify your three core themes or business foundations and post using those as a guide. Three, whatever your schedule, be consistent with posting. And that's a wrap on episode 154. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute. And remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. Go back to episodes one, two, and three to learn more about the Unstuck Institute, Josh, and myself. And if you love our podcast and would like to help us out, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a lot. Leave us a five-star written review to be entered in a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorming coaching session with Josh and myself. For instructions on how to leave a review, check out our website, unstuck.institute. Talk to you next week when we'll be going into the Unstuck Library to read Be a Free-Range Human. You've got to use what you've what you've done in the past to inform the now. Abadi, abadi, abadi. That's all, folks.